What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Flex Flerson. He called this experience Bing Bon. Please allow me to tell you his tale. Washington, D.C. was kind of a boring town. I'd been looking forward to visiting for two whole years now because a global pandemic came and ruined the plans for our eighth grade trip. But now, finally, here I was a sophomore, basically an adult, in a new big city, and all we were allowed to do was visit museums and statues. Some of the sites were okay. I liked the Smithsonian. There were some pretty cool things in there. But like the Washington Monument, who cares? At least my best friends Rochelle and Kimmy were with me. They made even the boring places at least tolerable. We could at least talk about how lame all the tourists looked, how evil all the business suit people looked, and of course, the fact that Nick Halbrock was on this trip too. I had told Kimmy and Rochelle that I was definitely going to try to make out with Nick at some point on this trip, and they said I should try talking to him first. But he was cute and popular, and really I just had to go for it. Unfortunately, Mr. Liang and Mr. Rosa seemed to be everywhere all the time. They were generally pretty cool as teachers. They were youngish and were only cringy when they tried to relate to us with like TikTok dances and stuff. But they were getting on my nerves because they were a little too attentive. What's next on the itinerary? Kimmy asked as we were eating our lunches at a food court. Kimmy always liked to use big words because she thinks it makes her sound smarter. Uh, Rochelle said, scrolling through her phone, it looks like. Oh shit, White House, do we actually get to go inside? I asked. I hadn't really read the schedule at all. I was all about living in the moment. I don't know, Rosh said, it doesn't say. Then she stood up and yelled across the crowded eating space. Hey DeRosa, 
Do we get to go for a tour of the White House or anything? I totally saw Miss DeRosa roll her eyes a little, and she walked over to us. Rochelle, please don't yell like that in public. It makes us look like jerks. Are you calling me a jerk? Rosh asked in mock surprise. If the shoe fits, young lady. Now, what did you want to ask me? Are we going inside the White House, or are we just gonna like? I don't know, just look at it. Timmy asked her. We get a tour actually. It should be fun. I've never been inside, and I definitely want to see one of the ghosts. There is no such thing as ghosts, DeRosa, Rosh said through a mouthful of Panda Express. But that's dope we get to go in. I'm glad it's not that fucking Cheeto in there now though. I think I'd puke if I saw him. Can you imagine what his toilet was like? Ugh, she mimed throwing up, and Mr. Rosa lightly flicked her ear. What did I say about language, Rochelle? What did I say? Finish your food, okay. Our bus leaves for the tour in 15 minutes. She walked away, and we all leaned in close again. I cannot believe you said the F word in front of Mr. Rosa. Kimmy said, and she didn't even really care. What can I say? I'm a fucking boss. Rosh said through another bite of her noodles. I'm gonna do it. We have 15 minutes. I'm just going to do it, I said. And they both turned to look at me, eyebrows raised. Nick was sitting two tables away, and Grant Newburn had just gotten up. Nick was alone, and now was my time. Kimmy and Rosh turned and saw what I was seeing, and gave me conspiratorial smiles. Don't come back pregnant, Rosh said. Mind if I join you? I asked as I stood over Nick's table. I already felt stupid, my heart in my throat. Nick looked up at me, seemed to appraise me for a second, and then did that chin nod thing that all boys seem to do. So I sat down across from him. He looked at me kind of expectantly, and I cleared my throat. What was I even doing? This was never going to work. He was so out of my league it wasn't even funny. So I hear we get a tour of the White House next, I said. And I knew my cheeks were burning red. Oh yeah, shit. He said, why shit? You mean we have to go take a nap with Sleepy Joe? Lame. Also, you can take your mask off. I don't have any viruses or bullshit. Oh, yeah, I said and unhooked my mask from one ear. I mean, yeah, he's not like the best president ever. I mean, growing up with Obama was like a total blessing, right? I would give my right arm probably to have a tour when they were in office. Like meeting Michelle would be a total dream. I'm right-handed too. So like, that arm is important to me. Nick gave me a look that plunged my heart into my chest. You know Obama was probably the worst president in American history, right? He asked, his voice dripping with condescension. It's actually a fact. And now we have Obama 2.0 sitting in there just ripping around the Capitol in his rascal. It's so stupid, you know. Huh? Yeah. Well, that would be funny if he actually rode a rascal. Like him in his sunglasses just cruising. That's hilarious. You know he wears those so people can't see when he has seizures and strokes, right? I don't think that's true. It is. Look it up, he said and then turned away from me like he was looking for an escape. I sat there for a few moments as he ignored me, and I felt lame and embarrassed and kind of mad at myself because he was sort of an asshole. Actually, he was a huge asshole. Sure, Biden was old but neither he nor Obama was anywhere close to the worst presidents ever. I mean, the Cheeto had been an absolute train wreck. Well, okay, see you around then, I said lamely as I stood. Uh-huh, he said, still acting like he was looking for someone else. I walked back slowly to my friends, 
and they looked at me expectantly as I sat. So, Kimmy said, he's a trumper. Oh shit, Rosh said her eyes going wide. You mean the handsome white preppy dude has bad politics. I am shaken. Shut up, I said, swatting her but smiling a little now. He actually said Obama was the worst president ever. Okay everyone, let's get on the bus now, Mr. Liang yelled. You think he's gonna try to storm the capital or something now? Rosh asked. You think he brought his buffalo hat? Let's get a move on, Kimmy said. I'm sorry your crush is an abysmal person, but now you can focus on other things. Like I don't know, literally anything else. Can't I even grieve for like two seconds, I asked. Bus ladies, Mr. Rosa said tapping our shoulders. Apparently not, Rosh said. Our bus had to go through a ton of security just to park in a parking lot down the street from the White House. And then another White House shuttle took us to wait in a long line. Finally, after what felt like a million years, we were inside. I watched as Nick argued with Mr. Liang about putting a mask on. And I started to wonder how I had ever thought I wanted to make out with him. I guess that's what happens when you never talk to someone. The tour was okay. They took us to a bunch of ornate rooms and the little guy giving the tour had all sorts of fun facts that didn't seem all that fun to me. After about 15 minutes, I realized the large lemonade I'd had with lunch now needed to come out. I have to pee, I said to Kimmy and Rosh. There's plenty of potted plants around, girl. Just go for it, Rosh said. Oh my god, Rochelle, Kimmy said. You are so disgusting sometimes. It's like an emergency. Oh wow, my kidneys hurt. Just go, Rosh said. This is a huge place. I'm sure there are a million bathrooms. So I did. I made the worst mistake of my young life. I went off alone. I dipped under a velvet rope that cut off a hallway and looked around for any signs signifying bathrooms. There weren't any, so I went down another hallway and started trying doors because this was quickly becoming an actual emergency. I imagined the humiliation I'd endure for the rest of my life if I pissed my pants at the White House. I would literally never live that down. Door after door I tried just seemed to contain offices and oddly they all were empty. Come on, come on, I whispered to myself as I started to dance just to keep the liquid inside me. Finally, I opened a door to a nice looking study, and there was a door on the other side. Something in my gut, maybe desperation told me that was the one. I rushed across the room and flung open the door, and to my great relief a light turned on and there was a toilet right there. I unzipped and slammed my butt to the seat and praised everything that I'd managed to make it. I probably would have peed in the corner if this had just been a closet. I washed my hands and adjusted my hair and mask in the mirror. I was looking good today. Screw Nick. He didn't deserve me. I stepped out into the hallway again and realized I was now totally lost. I walked in the direction I thought I'd come from, but I had never been good at directions and everything looked the same. It was all marble floors and high ceilings and dark wooden doors. I walked up and down hallways searching for that velvet rope, but it seemed like I was just going in circles. After a few minutes, I began running, panic welling up in my chest. How was it I still hadn't seen any people? How could I spend this much time alone in one of the most heavily guarded buildings in the world? And were the lights getting dimmer? I started opening doors as I went, hoping to find someone even if they would just kick me out. But they were all empty. I kept running and running and taking turn after turn and somehow I never encountered another person or one of the doors I'd left open. I was a huge ball of panic and paranoia now. This wasn't right. I just wanted to go home. 
Finally, I took a turn and found a hallway with no doors except for a huge ornate one at the end. This was something new. This looked fancy. Someone who could help me had to be in there. I went to the door and tried the handle, which turned. But I had to put a lot of my strength into pulling open just one side of the huge door. Inside was dark, and I stepped through and groped my hand along the wall for a light switch. I didn't find one on the side I was on so I crossed to the other wall and walked by fingers all around it. I was about to give up when the heavy door slammed shut leaving me in total darkness. I screamed, and my scream seemed to echo around me in what must have been an enormous room. Help! Hey someone help! I'm lost. Please! I felt my way back to the door and tried the latch. But it wouldn't even turn now. I was locked in here. And then I heard breathing behind me. Who's there? Hello? Hey, I need help. I walked toward the sound of breathing. Please, I'm lost okay, and I'm sorry I wandered off. I just really had to pee, and I couldn't wait any longer, and I'm sorry okay. Bing bong, the voice was right in my ear. Right behind me. I whirled around and punched at the air behind me, my heart stuttering wildly in my chest. But I hit nothing. Bing bong, it said, somehow behind me again. Tears prickled at my eyes. Was I going to die? Who's there? It's me, Joe Byron, the voice said with a slur. And aren't you a darling? I, Joe Biden, like the president. I heard a long, loud sniff from behind me. Oh, you smell so nice. Bing bong, why do you keep saying that? Because you smell nice, darling. Listen, I'm here to help. Then I felt long fingers brush against the nape of my neck, then pat down my shoulders. Please, I'm sorry, I just want to get out of here. The fingers moved to my head, and it patted then stroked my hair. I felt those fingers run through my locks, brushing against my scalp. Bing bong girly, you should be careful where you go alone. This place isn't safe for little girls. No place is safe for little girls. Tears were now running down my cheeks. My legs felt like rubber. And if I hadn't just peed, I know I would have made a mess of myself. So what are we gonna do with you now, little darling? And then I remembered I had a phone in my pocket. I had light. The hands caressed my shoulders and dragged a finger down to my middle back and back up. And I slowly moved my hand down to my pocket. Wash you doing, girly? The voice asked, its tone angrier now. As quickly as I could, I dug my hand into my jeans, pulled out my phone, and shook it. The flashlight app powered up and the darkness evaporated around me. I whirled around, but there was nothing there. I wheeled myself in a circle, pointing the beam all over the large room. It was a bedroom, a big four-poster bed and a portrait of someone I didn't recognize hanging on the wall. But there was nobody in the room with me. I backed up to the door and tried the handle again. And this time I could push it open. I slipped outside and slammed the door shut. And then I ran. I ran faster than I ever had in my life. And I took twists and turns and lefts and rights. And then, oh thank god, then I saw a velvet rope. I sprinted for it in dove under, looking wildly around. I took a right and ran down the hallway and I started to see people. Men and women in suits sitting in offices. And more people carrying stacks of paper and coffees. I'd never been so happy to see anyone in my whole life. Hey, I sort of lost my tour group. Do you know where the tours go? I asked one woman who seemed startled to see me so breathless and sweaty. Are you okay, sweetie? She asked. Um, yeah, I just got turned around. I'm, but was I okay? I saw a group of kids that looked about your age pass about 30 seconds ago. 
Down that way, she said, pointing me down a hallway. Thanks, I said, and I was already running past her pointed finger. I looked into each office and down every hallway. I passed and just saw people working. And then finally I spotted Mr. Liang's black hair above the small sea of my classmates. I about yelled for joy as I sprinted toward them. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rosh and Kimmy were still hanging a bit behind the group, and they looked at me like I was a stranger as I stopped and caught my breath with hands on my knees. Yo, what took you so long? Rosh asked, are you okay? You're going to be so upset though. Guess what you just missed. Guess who we just saw, girl. I looked up at them, wanting to tell what had just happened to me. But my lungs burned and I couldn't get the words out. Joe fucking Biden, Rosh said, in the flesh. He looks even older in person, but he totally shook Nate's hand. How hilarious is that? Why what? Just now. Yes, our guide said that that like never happens on these tours. He was all like, you all are so lucky. I've only met him once myself. Rosh said, mimicking our guide's voice. And you're, you're sure it was him? I asked, looking behind me as if I could feel the ghosts of those fingertips on my shoulders. I am absolutely certain, Kimmy said. My parents are going to be just delirious with jealousy. The tour was pretty much over by then, and after we left, we went back to the hotel. I never told anyone what happened to me in the building. I couldn't bring myself to tell even my best friends because what if they called me crazy? What if? What if it had actually happened? I only felt safe when we were through airport security, and I was seated next to my friends on the plane. I'm so ready to be home, I said to them, and then over the airplane loudspeaker. There was a sound that made my blood run cold. Bing bong. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.